Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. What a pleasure to be with you today. And my guest is just one of my favorite people today. So I'm excited about talking with my favorite friend, Terry Miller. And so we will be talking shortly. But let me reconnect you with the purpose of this radio show. We as women go through many transitions just with life from birthing babies to raising children to loving our life with our spouse. And, and then the kids grow up, they go away, or perhaps the marriage doesn't stay solid and strong, uh, or maybe we lose our spouse and we go through a transition. We have to regroup. We have to think about ourselves again. We have to refocus on us again so that we can be strong for not only ourselves, but also for the people around us. So Second Wind is about recharging yourself. I like to visit with women that have gone through transition, and that's usually what I'm bringing you. But today I'm going to bring you another great person that helped me when I went through a transition. Terry Miller was one of those people that saw in me the ability to do something bigger and he held that space for me while I got my legs under me. And so he'll always be dear to my heart. And we like to do this Christmas program because this is the holiday season to celebrate all of our wins. So, Terry, welcome to the show today. Good morning, and I'm honored, Joyce. Uh, thank you for the introduction, but you you were your own person. I just basically said, go get it. <laughs> And I I tell this story almost every time I'm on with you, but I still remember the first time you came to observe me, and I put a headset and a microphone on you, and you turned about the color of typing paper and couldn't make spit. I mean, you you were were just, but you know, but nobody knew it except me and, uh, and and a dear departed friend of ours named Debbie, and you jumped right in, and the next thing you know, you were a regular on a radio show with me, and I, which I no longer have, and you have gone on, and you are uh, amazing. And I don't, I don't think the your listeners understand the resources 
that you put in to who you are and what you can do for them. And I'd, I'd really tell them that if, if especially uh, women, the uh, female, if if you're struggling with anything in your life and it doesn't feel right, Joyce is worth exploring. She's really worth a phone call. I mean, uh, you you really are because uh, you've been through a lot. By the way, how was Carnegie Hall? <laughs> Carnegie Hall was the magic that only happens once in a while. Um, for my viewers, um, my church choir was uh, invited to sing at Carnegie Hall with uh, 10 other choirs. They weren't full choirs, but we were the largest group of about 100 people. And um, that happened last week. And so it was one of the things that I'd listed on my bucket list was to sing in Carnegie Hall because I'm a frustrated singer, okay? And, we all are. <laughs> yeah. And to me, the pinnacle is singing in Carnegie Hall. And um, so I got that dream. Uh, I got the real thing last week as a uh, hundred members from the, our church choir, Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler, Texas, uh, sang on Carnegie Hall stage. Absolutely mm-hmm. glorious. <laughs> Was it as terrifying uh, as you had imagined it? It wasn't terrifying. It was exciting, it was, wasn't it? It was so exciting and humbling because you couldn't oh, yeah. stand on that stage without realizing all of the greats that had been on that stage. And so it was just like, jeepers, little old me, I'm standing on this stage and um it was just really, the acoustics in that building are fantastic. And mm-hmm. so it seemed that the choir, even though we had practiced at the hotel, once we all got together, because we were spread all over the United States. We were members, there were some from Humble, Texas, there were some from New Jersey, all over the United States. So when we got together, that was the first time we all sang as a choir, and that was the two days before we performed. But we all had practiced our music. We had spent almost eight months working on the music in our homes. Uh, some people just had the CDs to practice with, but uh, fortunately here in Tyler, we had the choir to practice with. So, well, it's, you know, it's an amazing uh the goals, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this. I believe the difference uh, uh, between a goal and a dream is a goal is just a dream with a deadline. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and to, yeah. to live that, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for anybody, and mm-hmm. especially anybody, like you say, it's frustrated singer. But uh, I looked at the pictures, and, uh, you know, you're a, you're a living example of I want to do this. What will it take to do this? And any obstacles, anything that gets in the way. And that's what is empowering to everybody. You have to look at this is the goal, and I'm going to get there. Okay? Are you going to end up in the ditch? Are you going to end up on a dirt road? Are you going to end up on a paved road? Or is it going to be a freeway? Who cares? I'm going to get to that point. And, Joyce, you you embody that. You live that. 
Thanks. Well, you know, the first thing I had to do is just sit down and actually make that list of those items that I really want to do while I'm living this life. And so I really encourage everybody. Now, we have fondly called it the bucket list, but, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, I really think the list deserves a little higher name than the bucket list. But Mm -hmm. um, bucket being when you kick kick the bucket yeah. and die, <laughs> exactly. you will have completed the items on your list. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, I mean, I, for, I did sit down and write those things that I wanted to do. And I'm going to, it's, it's a list that's ongoing because, you know, it's always something that we discover or, or realize that, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. For instance, some people want to fly a plane. It's not my goal to fly a plane, but it could be somebody else's. Have you ever had that desire? Yes, ma'am, and I have. You so have? Did, yeah, with a with another pilot, he let me have the controls, and uh, I'll be completely honest with you, it's not something that uh, I care to do again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, 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 uh, I've always been a white-knuckle flyer. But uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it to no end to once just feel the control with somebody supervising next to me. And he said, well, would you like to take lessons or whatever? I said, no, thank you. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, but you know, and you've got to do it once. Uh, yeah. you've got, and and I'm, I'm one of these is, well, the nicest way to say it is, hey, that looks like that might hurt or that looks like that might scare me. Well, we better get it right the first time because I might not want to do it again. <laughs> I'm right. gonna try it, yeah. uh, and yeah. you, yeah. you, you know the. Ah, there's just more fun in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's the nicest way to put it. I mean, you can stay in the kiddie pool with your floaties on, or but the deep end of the pool's got slides and diving boards and mystery and how deep is it and all this stuff. There's more fun to be had in the deep end of the pool of life as well. Right. And that's the way you, I mean, I just, you know, uh, who would have, I mean, on your, in the bucket list, you're right. It, it's a living, breathing entity for me because mm-hmm. as, as every year when I have a birthday or if, I, if something comes off the list, I look at it and go, well, you know, because I did that, maybe now I can do this. And so that goes on the list. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Right. You know, but I took one welding to a few years ago. Now, huh? I took welding a few years ago. Oh, I, I bet thought you maybe, that. yeah. Well, you know, uh, it was not my cup of tea. I did it for one week, and that's all I needed to do to realize that was not for me. But it was a nice experience, and I spent a lovely week in Taos, New Mexico. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not one. I, like you said, it's the airplane, the pilot experience. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You you have to. uh, There's a lot of guys that fly planes. Now I have uh, a very great respect for them. There's a lot of ladies Mm. that fly planes. I have a great respect for them. Uh Uh, You know, uh, you don't you don't ever want to. uh, Well, it's it's you know it's if you play a sport. I mean, amateur golfers all over the world. You go to a golf tournament and you look at the pros and you go, okay, now I get it. That's what it's like to be the best, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you're pretty good, aren't you? Yes. You're a pretty good golfer. Yes, ma'am. 
Yes. So I've, I've been very blessed. Uh, it's a sport that uh, I had my kids play, and they got really good instruction. And we played uh, together, and both my kids are very accomplished. And uh, I enjoy the game more than ever now that I'm older, in my 50s, because uh, I got to I got to learn it with my kids. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, it, no matter how old, no matter how old we get or what problems we got, we can always talk about golf. That's true. Well, Terry, yeah, we're going to take a, a brief break here and come back in a few minutes, and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the bucket list, a little bit more about Christmas. I have some great Christmas stuff. All right, good. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are visiting today with Terry Miller, a dear friend of mine who also is the owner of Miller Realty, Miller Group Realty. Did I say that right, Terry? Close. Um, it's Miller, Home, Miller Homes Group. Well, why do I keep changing it? Well, I changed the name because <laughs> well, nobody could spell it. Realty right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how it is. You get these great ideas and great names for companies, and, 
and uh, yes. you know all those things. And then we had we had, we originally had had a partner, and the name was get, having a difficult time being spelled. And then it came time to part ways with the partner, so I just uh-huh. said, you know what, you you can have that name. I need another <laughs> name. <laughs> and Why not uh, it actually. Help? <laughs> yeah, well, one we can spell, and you know I couldn't even spell realty, so I mean let's get it right. So we were, you know, we were uh, we had realty in there, we had associates in there, we had all kinds of things. I'm like, man, there's no way this is going to work. And so you know, sometimes you, sometimes admitting you're wrong, you know, you just look up one day and you go, okay, the partner's got to go, the name's got to change. Let's just do it all today. <laughs> you know, it worked out really well. And this so, is a good day to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I, I tell you what, bucket lists are amazing, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't know that we could call them bucket lists because if they're bucket lists and we keep putting things in there that we have to accomplish before we die, I guess we'll never die because right. mine's going to grow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I made another list the other day. I was just, I've had such a fabulous year. And I think sometimes we forget how great our years are. And so I took my calendar and I went back and I walked through each month. And I put the, the fun things that I did on each month. And at the end of the calendar, I was so happy because I realized many of the things, the good things that I had accomplished this year. And I really recommend that to anybody that is trying to evaluate their previous year. You know, what did I do this year that I'm really happy about? So how do you kind of sum up your years? Year? I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, you know, everybody, no matter how positive you are, gets a little, uh, as Zig Ziglar would call it, a little stinking thinking every now and then, okay? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I'll start replaying in my mind, uh, start with really small successes. Mm-hmm. You know, a day that a day that went really well. Uh, maybe a round of golf I played really well. Maybe a, a dinner out with my wife that just went mm-hmm. perfect. The food was perfect to serve. And start going, you know what, those are little blessings that I take for granted every day, and shame on me for that. Right. Because, yeah. you know, some people don't get that. Something else, though, and not to, I'm not trying to change the subject on you, but some, I don't believe that your listeners know from how many different places around this country and even the world you broadcasted your radio show from this year. Oh, I did have a wide variety, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. You were up Fun. in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, and, I mean, you took it. You took it with you, and 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 so those are amazing blessings when you can do what you want from any. We live in an age. I mean, think about it. I mean, we live in an age where you did a radio show from all over the world. I yeah, mean, you're with Jack. You're with Jack Canfield in another country, I think, and you're doing a radio show. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you do amazing. We live in an age where, and you and I are in the same age category. We th- let's think back to when we were kids. What what was a cell phone? What right. was internet? Oh, yeah. what, what, this this internet thing, okay? And now we get frustrated when our phones don't link up just right. This show is sent out. Your show is sent out over the internet for everybody to see around the world. When we mm-hmm. were twenty, <laughs> you'd have yeah, told yeah. us that. Would have looked at you and laughed at you. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was pretty. I remember when my husband <clears throat> told me that there was going to be a day when he could carry a phone in his shirt pocket. And we both just hee-hawed. What would that yeah. look like? You know, yeah. it was just I so remember strange. That. Yeah. I remember my first cell phone. It looked like a piece of carry-on luggage. <laughs> it did. It, did. It, it looked like a piece of carry-on luggage going to the airport. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it had to ride had the passenger seat. I remember yeah, that. Exactly. You know, and it was, you know, three and a half watts. If you were to put it up to your ear, it would have frizzed your hair for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> but we didn't know. I mean, hey, you know, and it was forevermore. I mean, what was it? You know, a dollar a minute or something? <laughs> well, know? I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, the, yeah. the price was just extravagant. But but this last year, I mean, when we get into positions to where, and it happens to everybody, you have a business day that doesn't go right. You have everything planned out in your mind. We're human, so we plan everything out in our mind, and something goes off, and then all of a sudden you feel like the rest of your day you're in a rush or something's wrong. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> we're, pretty, we're pretty blessed to have these opportunities. So if in a day, say, we have four or five opportunities to be our very best and one of them didn't go the way we planned, so what? Yeah. Let's just go right. on to the next one or let's look back on, well, I want to tell you, today was a rough day, but I really got something out of it because tomorrow I'm not doing this again. <laughs> you know, if it, even, that is just I know this as will not be a replay. <laughs> yeah, this will not be a repeat. You know, kind of like the uh, New Orleans Saints, I think, last no. night. But oh, yeah, but but, but how was I your think Thanksgiving? Where you've been. How was your my Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? I, I'm going to say this. I don't want to sound very calloused. Uh, my Thanksgiving was as perfect as I. Family got there at ten thirty. We mm -hmm. ate. My wife prepared the night before. I was her sous chef. I cut up everything and did okay. everything the way I was told, like a good little boy. Family came at ten thirty. Mm -hmm. Family left at one thirty. Perfect. Oh, quick meal. Everybody was happy. Uh, every everybody was wanting to get home, and everybody was, and it was great. And my wife and I sit around and watch movies and did the things that we normally don't get to do during our busy schedule. I didn't have anything to MC. I wasn't playing Santa Claus or anything over that, so I got to actually have a holiday. And right. uh, this week. This week, starting on Thursday night, going through Sunday, I've got something every day. I'm either emceeing, attending, or I'm playing Santa Claus on Sunday for a world for children for underprivileged kids, which I got to do last year, and it was it broke. Yeah. I mean, it breaks your heart, but it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. Yeah, I love oh, to and, see but, their faces when they get their uh, gifts. Yeah. Well, it, our it tradition is, is that we tell me about your, we, yeah. the later years. What we have developed is. Uh, because I'm a single lady now, so I have my mother, who is 96, and my two children, who, oh, my son is 31, and my daughter's 28. So what we have gotten used to doing is after we, as part of our gatherings, we always play dominoes. Now, you oh, remember uh -huh. dominoes, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'm used to playing well, 42 with my uncles and stuff. <laughs> Well, we uh, at Christmas we had I had a set of nines, dominoes mm -hmm. with nines, and mm -hmm. we swore we would never play with those again because we couldn't <laughs> add. We just couldn't add. My mother was doing just fine. Ninety-six year old mother was just adding in her head, doing a great job. Sure, <clears throat> but I was using every appendage I had to count, and so <laughs> it was not working for me. 
Being barefoot on Thanksgiving is not a good deal, right? Yeah, no. no. So we we played dominoes with six. So six yeah. dominoes. So anyway, it was a great. It's always great fun because that game is ageless, really. And so it it's is. it's just a wonderful way to uh, celebrate and just celebrate being together. But oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've reached I the age some... where I can't play football with the young ones, so board games and stuff is the way to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from outside sports to inside. Um, now, you know, part of my playful side is to always have some Christmas trivia. You're good at trivia. I love trivia. And so we have the story of the first time that we had trivia on your radio show. Uh-oh. And... Uh, <laughs> So we're in Texas, so we had some hunting examples, like does a reindeer have fur on its antlers or something? I don't know. But we got lots of responses on that one. But the one that I want to ask you this year, and you can tell me, is how much does the average American family spend on Christmas gifts? You know what? It would be a very, uh, it would be a guess on my part. Uh, Yeah. Because you don't shop. No, you know I don't shop. I'm. I go in and I go to. I go to a couple of our friends, a jeweler and a lady for perfume, uh-huh. and say it's Christmas. Here's my card. Take care of my wife, and wow. she knows that I have limitations. Uh-huh. So uh, the uh, I would say probably seven to eight hundred dollars. Well, you are right on the button. Eight hundred dollars is what they said. Really? And this was from the Christmas tree guide. Um, That's a guess. You know I purely guessed, right? That was good <laughs> guess. Good guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, there are about 37 million fresh Christmas trees sold every year. 37 million. Isn't that amazing? I would not have known that figure. Uh, I would have thought it was much lower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I would think with the artificial trees that that figure has to be coming down. We have to protect our trees. So, yeah, I, I, and I like trees. And I mean, you know, as long as they're farm raised for that particular deal, you know, right. I'm I'm good with that. If they're particularly raised for that, but if you're cutting wild trees, that eh, might be a might be something you want to look at. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, do you know but, what state was the first state to celebrate Christmas? No, I do not. It made it official holiday, and that was Alabama in 1836. Really? I think that's interesting. That's Once again, the South led the way. Well, yes, I believe, and and, and one of these days, D.C. will celebrate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> Wrong oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we are going to go to a break. I'm really excited that my friend Terry Miller is my guest today. And we have been going over all sorts of things, including we've just started on our Christmas trivia. So we will take this short break and we will be back. So, Terry, don't go far because we have lots more fun coming.
We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skinmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Terry Miller of Miller Home Group. Correct. Terry? There you go. Yes. Hey, do I get an A? You and get an also, a. he wears many hats. He has so many things in his his back pocket that he's working on. So this man is always interesting to talk to and see what he's got up his sleeve because he emcees. He does lots of good work uh, for the community and likes it all to be local. So yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I I. Um, was I was looking at some of the traditions that we have at Christmas. So do you, does your family have any traditions that you normally do? Have one. Uh, well, actually, I had more than one, but the kids have gotten old enough, older now. I have the same age children as you do, 31 and 28. Uh, yep. Flip them. My daughter's the older and my son's the youngest. Uh, the uh, When the children were little, uh, my... Uh, my first wife, they were five girls, and mm-hmm. all the kids would get around, and there would be five ladies in the kitchen on Christmas Eve because they would always go to a Christmas Eve service with the kids, and the kids would become 
the nicest way to say it, we'll just say indentured indentured servants. <laughs> they would yes. be they'd be ordering them around, do this, do that, and the kids are like all hyped up for Christmas because they knew Christmas Eve night they're going to get to open a few presents. And and yeah. I so one day I was there and I looked up and I said, you know what, this is baloney. I gathered mm-hmm. every child up uh, and said, we're going to the movies mm-hmm. and we're going out to eat. And so it became a tradition that I took all the nieces and nephews of every age. And I took them to the movies. They chose the movie. They chose where we were going to eat. They chose what we were going to do. And we went from McDonald's and Happy Meals and playing in the balls and watching Muppet movies to watching Die Hard movies and eating wings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, that sounds uh, like a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, And the deal was Uncle Terry picked up the tab and I kept my mouth shut. And uh, yeah. there was there was a few age differences, so I would go with the little ones to you know the one movie, and the other kids would go. But I bought the popcorn. I paid for everything. And one year, the wives decided they might want to go, uh-huh. so they pro- they proceeded to say, "Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that?" And the littlest one, which at the time was about seven, says, "You don't understand. You play by our rules, or you don't go." Mm-hmm. And they looked at me, and I went, "Exactly." And whatever they want to do, they do. And they would start sending me the week before Christmas Eve the list of movies they wanted to see and where they wanted to go. And I'd like majority rules. Don't get your feelings hurt. This is the way it is, whatever one of you kids. And so it it worked out really well. Uh, We also have a tradition. I watch Christmas Vacation uh, every year. The movie. Uh, Uh It's a mad, mad, mad mad world. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, and uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Denise and I kind of watch those three movies every year during the Christmas season. We take one day, and we sit down and we watch movies, <laughs> eat popcorn, and you have all those crazy movies, and we just have fun. Uh, she doesn't understand it's a mad, mad, mad world. That's from generations ago. And so, but she, <laughs> before she was born. <laughs> yeah, way before she was born. And uh, so... Uh, you know those type of things, and those are those are traditions. Now I have two granddaughters, and I hope to start more traditions with them as they begin to get closer, move in closer to me. And I want to start, you know, uh, we, I'm called Poppy. I want to start traditions that Poppy started. It'll probably be the movies and eating out and whatever they want on Christmas Eve. It'll be whatever they want, and uh, I'm there just to pick up the tab and let them have fun. Yes. I like that, Terry. Now, you know, some people have, there are always the traditions that we have in our home, like on Christmas morning traditions, and there's also around the house and holiday food. But a lot of us this lately in the last few years have become more focused at giving outside of the home. And Mm -hmm. so I was looking at some of the ideas now, I know here they listed volunteering your time as a family at a soup kitchen or, mm-hmm. or Goodwill or some of the other nonprofits that support um, families during the holiday season. Then also there's just getting involved with the giving tree. Several mm-hmm. businesses will have giving trees. We used to have one down at Discovery Science Place, and they would take children's and families and uh, buy gifts for them. Uh, but the one that I saw that I really liked was deliver cookies and treats to your local fire station, police department, and the staff of your local hospital. That was yeah, when I, I 
never thought of. That is an awesome deal, and we do Homes for Heroes year-round as part of our project here. I mean, uh, our agents, when they work with a firefighter, a policeman, hospital staff, uh, civil service worker, they give like 25% of their commission uh, to help oh, with closing costs. And that's a it's a really big deal. It amounts to can amount to a couple thousand dollars at times, and that's when they buy oh. from us. We're the only distributor a national deal, and we do that year round for them. And of course, I play Santa Claus for a World for Children. Uh, mm-hmm. We will go, and uh, Salvation Army has the tree. We'll go get uh, a couple of uh, people off the south. Now, I'm a little different. You know that I love kids, but when we go to get the from off of the angel tree for Salvation Army, I pick mm-hmm. an older person. I always pick an older person. Oh, you do? And, uh, Male yes, or female? I do. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I just tell them to give me. I tell them to give me somebody elderly, and normally they're gonna they they're wanting like a, a new house coat or house slippers or something like that, and right. uh, you know, and so uh, they don't have any family in the area or something like that. And I, it's I don't know. It's just one of those deals with me. I I just I I, I like I do for kids. I like being Santa Claus, but that is uh, something that. Uh, you know, when we go do that, that's always a stack of those, and everybody wants a kid. And I'm like, just give me a couple of those. Right. And, uh, you, know, you know, and, I let, and I let them pick. Yeah. Yeah. That is one of the things that's listed on here was visiting a senior citizen home. So many of the seniors, um, because the families are di- so fractured this year, and they may live, I mean, these years now, um, they may live miles away, or they may not have any living family. And so it's really nice to sit with somebody or help in some way, spend time maybe uh, with a senior citizen through the holidays uh, would really be a wonderful gift to give somebody. Um, exactly. Yeah. So... Those are some of the traditions that I've looked at. There's all sorts of, they're listed. You know, isn't the internet wonderful? It just takes us wherever we want to go. It's today's library for me. I mean, I read my news on it. Uh, I actually had to go buy a newspaper the other day because it, and you write a little bit uh, here and there, and and uh, well, actually, probably more than I do. But I had I'd written a piece for the for the newspaper, and uh, somebody said, "Well, aren't you going to go get a copy of it?" I'm like, "Huh." <laughs> I had to go, okay, who sells newspapers? <laughs> I had to go, because I get my news online. And, yeah. Uh, so I I went and actually bought a newspaper. And, uh, now, did fun. you write in the yes section? Yes, ma'am. do you write, Terry, in the yes? Uh, in the yes, under entertainment. I just talk about concerts and musicians and stuff oh, that are coming yes. to the area. And uh, and nice little venues and things like that. And, and I, it's about once every six or seven weeks. And I try to keep it upbeat. I try to mention something about the brick streets where we're located. Uh, I'm real big on, and you mentioned this, I'm on, on buying local, keeping your money local. I was with a big corporate entity, as you were, okay? Uh, yes. And I, we were paying franchise fees and all kinds of things. And I saw that money leaving the community, and I, I didn't see it coming back. And I got tired of the big companies saying, well, ask this person to sponsor that. And this per- I mean, it seems like we were making profit by begging off of all the local vendors. You know, they wanted right. us to beg from them to sponsor this and sponsor that. I said, we need to pay for something. You know, we need to give back to our community. And they fought me on it, fought me on it. Well, after four years, we went independent, 
and we give, uh, I don't ever charge to MC a local concert. If it's for a charity, I do it for free. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that's part of the deal. And, and, and make no mistake, Joyce, I, there's two reasons. First, it, I love doing it, okay? That's first yes. and foremost. Second, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I'm not kidding anybody, it's good for business. Right. I don't, I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to think. I would do it even if it wasn't good for business, okay? But it is good for business. And so if you're mm-hmm. a, biz, a local business owner and you're not involved in your community, you're doing a disservice to your business. And so uh, I believe in buying local wherever I can. I mean, I bought, I bought local last year and shipped presents to my granddaughter in Hawaii. And, right. you know, right. I, I want and, – and then we have location in Dallas, and that money comes through here. I believe in bringing money into the community, keeping the money here. Doing, Tyler's, a, you know, just a great area to uh, – we've got a lot of talent here. We have a lot of uh, – from artists to mm-hmm. – I mean, we have well, – I mean, the Cowan Center is amazing. I mean, yes. we have uh, Discovery Science. I mean, we have everything we need here. If you're, it, sure, it's a great retirement community. It's been, it's been known for that. But it, we have everything we need here to raise good families and good citizens. And mm-hmm. it takes people giving back to the community, like Discovery Science, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those, to enable them to keep growing so that we can provide for more. Right. Uh, you know, Tyler in East Texas has kind of been known as a large uh, rural area, which was, that was the reason, um, creating the science museum was such a wonderful thing because we were bringing to so many young students that maybe had not been to a museum the qualities and the benefits of having a children's museum for them to visit and uh, learn through play. And so anyway, it's nice to see the music industry that has been coming in within the last few years uh, becoming more and more of the community. I, I love that part of our community. But before we get into discussing it, we are going to be taking a short break. And I know you, Terry, have played a big role in emceeing many of the concerts here and um, many of the other venues that have been brought to the community. So it's just an exciting part of our community that is developing more and more every year. So we are going, oh, we have about 30 seconds, Terry. So do you have a quick 30-second no statement? Well, I mean, the, you've got to give back wherever your talents lie in your community. Uh, maybe you're not as out there as me, and, and you don't want to get up on stage and, and kind of make a fool of yourself. Maybe maybe you help the church go mow yards, or maybe you help Meals on Wheels, or maybe you help, uh, you Here know, breast cancer. We'll be back. <laughs> we return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford. After this short break. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories? The people behind their masks? The truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. 
Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now as the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles, is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Terry Miller. And we are having a great talk, but when we were going to break, we had sort of started a conversation about the local music scene that has been developing in East Texas over the last couple couple of years, I would say. So, Terry, did you have more words to say about that? Well, not much. I mean, uh, your producer of your show is quite a talented musician and part of one of the bands. We have... We have a uh, we have a lot of raw talent here in East Texas that puts out some really great music and mm-hmm. and as you know and I don't mind telling anybody uh, I'm going to produce a Christmas album for 2014 release with some of the local talent and I've asked you to participate and we're gonna we're gonna have uh, can't release everything about it but we're gonna have, produce something that is uh, incredible for East Texas like a Merry Christmas from East Texas we have some great songwriters we have some we have some people that will make it big someday and some people yes. that we will be the only ones that ever no. Yes. Okay. And you know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's uh-huh. completely fine because the world's full of unmitigated talent. And I love seeing these young people get that talent out there. Now they may go on to be, they may go on to be accountants. They may go on mm-hmm. to be lawyers. They may go on to be, you know, write books and they may mm-hmm. be uh, an, a semi-amateur slash professional local musician the rest of their life. But guess what? They're living their passion. And when I was their age, I didn't have the courage. I was in a generation, and you were too, I guess, mm-hmm. where it said, this is what yeah. you're supposed yeah. to do. You go to school. You do this. You have 2.3 kids. I only had two, so I'm missing the point three. But, you know, you do, the, you, you, you know, you do this, you do this. This is the way of the world. And I love, uh, I, I love the fact that if they think they're an artist, they try. If, mm-hmm. they, if they think mm-hmm. they can sing or they think they can play, they try. And they put it out there. Yeah, willing, willing to embarrass themselves and risk anything they can, and you know what? The product's very good. I've I've heard yeah, we very have a lot few of good talent. Bad, yeah, I've heard very few bad bands, and so East Texas is where Austin was forty years ago. Now, Terry, I'm wondering because there is so much more of that. We see young people going out and trying new things. I wonder if that's a result of the internet and how the internet has opened us to a bigger community. 
that all has to play a part, don't you think? Absolutely. The Internet today, and, and particularly like Facebook, is today's front porch. Uh, uh-huh. I, grew up in an era, I grew up in an era where you walk down the street, the neighbor's barbecuing, he hollers over the fence and says, hey, man, I got the coals hot. You want to throw some burgers on or what do you got? Yeah, sure, right. I'll bring it over. And that was, that was the way our generation did it. Uh, mm-hmm. You wanted to see somebody, you went and knocked on the door, okay? Right. Uh, everybody knew their mama's own whistle. We went and played, mama whistled. You came right. Uh-huh. All right. There was no cell phone. Kids didn't have cell phones. You listen for your mom's whistle. Right. Okay. Or yeah. or, or your yeah. dad or you know or dad driving in the driveway. Oh my God, dad's home. I got to go take out the trash or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, uh, I've had more, and you can probably relate to this. I've had more pictures taken of me in the last five years than I did the first forty nine years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everybody has a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody has a camera. Everybody I films everything, and, and it's our front porch. I mean, we go to Facebook, and we talk, and we do this, and we do that, and sometimes we air our dirty laundry, which is stupid. But, you know, it's but it's it's the same as it. We always had the, I call it the Gladys Kravitz in the neighborhood. There's a Gladys Kravitz. Remember Dick Van Dyke, the lady that was so nosy yes. and got into everybody? Okay, there's a Gladys Kravitz on everybody's Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. you know? so well, you know, I had just a great time. Uh, putting my pictures on of Carnegie Hall uh, on the internet on my uh, so if you all would like to see me on Carnegie Hall go to Second Wind with Joyce at uh, Buford and you will see me on Facebook that's on Facebook you will see me standing on Carnegie Hall with my hands open wide receiving the applause but I did not sing a solo I did not. That looks like I did, but that's uh, that's not what that's about. So, <laughs> but it's a wonderful way of seeing Carnegie Hall and seeing how huge it was. I okay. wanted to bring that. I wanted to bring that up today because I wanted everybody to know that you live a life. You live a life worth living. All right, and and that there's the key. No matter what you do in life, you know. You have a life worth living, and if you're depressed, and if you're whatever, snap out of it. All right. right. If you think, yeah. and if you think you can't, you call someone like Joyce Buford, and you sit down with her, and you say, "Look, I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through this. I lost a child. I lost a husband. I did whatever. I'm not communicating well with my kids, or whatever." Sometimes just hearing yourself say it to somebody else can go mm-hmm. a long way towards fixing it. And yeah. uh, you know, well, as one of the, you know, one of the things that we all are victims of, and that is thinking small. And that's one of the things that a coach does for you. We hold the power, the strength that you have. We can see your talents and we can help you find and reconnect with your talents. So when a client comes and says, I'm, I'm struggling, I don't know where I'm going, I don't you know, life has given me a big, big problem, a big challenge, then many times we coaches can help a woman reconnect with who she is and also say, why don't you think about doing this? Have you thought about doing this? We take it to another step. And while they're developing into that person, we hold and we stand on the sidelines and we just keep the dream going and keep the, the, the vision in front of them. And that's why people work with coaches. 
and so that's that's my fun job is working with it's, people and seeing the best well and there's you're right people think too small for themselves and for their capabilities and yeah, I, it's i don't know how many times as a coach you probably looked at someone and go you know you're great you just have to realize it they're afraid yes. of making a mistake well we do fail our way forward yeah all right yeah. Mm-hmm. if everything went perfect we would never learn anything mm-hmm. all right the the right. journey is about the bumps and the bruises Mm-hmm. That you can, you know, that you can talk about. And I heard the great Walter Payton speak one time, and I've said this many times. And Walter passed on, and you know, Walter was, you know, five foot eight, wasn't the fastest guy, but he's one of the greatest NFL running backs. And he's speaking, and he spoke very softly. And he, one, one opened up for question, and one young man said, "Well, first of all, for asking a question, I just want to tell you, I would give anything to play football like you." And he said, "You'll get to ask your question, but stop." He said, "If you would give anything, you would play football like me." Yeah, right. You know, and and so yeah. there it is. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, life's. I mean, uh, 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 another sports metaphor: a guy that hits three out of ten baseballs, bats three hundred, makes the Hall of Fame. He's a failure seventy percent right. of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, someplace we got the message that failing was was not good. And failing, failing is really just telling us change our direction. It doesn't say well, it's not good. It just change your direction. You're off course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and 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 that's what it's all about. I mean, uh, I know that you have ladies come to you all the time. They're going through divorces, and they feel like they failed. Have they failed, or have they outgrown it, or have they changed to the point? Is it failure? I, I would oh, argue for no, because for that situation in their life, it, it meant something. It was where they needed to be. Maybe they've progressed further or something's happened. I mean, you're the coach on that, but oh, life is full of challenges, not necessarily failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Realizing that we have so much potential, and even though we make a decision that maybe wasn't the best, but it was the best at the time, and we correct and we move on. And so that's really what the Christmas season and the end of the year is all about. What you didn't like about this year, you change for next year. And you just keep moving forward. But making sure you're moving forward, not just surviving one more year. That's what we don't want to see people do. Well, we and you really help want a lot of people. What? And you help a lot of you help a lot of people with that. You help a lot of people you know, move forward. I mean, don't waller in don't waller in a negative situation. Stand up and say, "I don't want to be a part of this." Now, you may not know the way out. That's where a good coach or counselor comes in. Right. Yeah, it is. So, if people are wanting to know how they can get me, they can go to Second Wind with Joyce Buford at Joyce at Gmail dot com, and we can talk further, or they can call at. 903-287-0747. I'd love to talk with anybody that has a question about their life or how working with me would be. So, Terry, uh, we're coming close to the end of the hour. And I'm thinking, what would be one thing that you want to do over the Christmas holidays? I want to appreciate the year I've had. I mean, I've started two new businesses, gone out on my own, but most importantly, 
I want to appreciate my community and be thankful uh, for everything that I've been blessed with. I mean, I have healthy kids. I have healthy grandkids. I have very healthy friends. Uh, you know, I, I get to do what I want to do, and that's the greatest yeah. gift that anyone can have. But I want uh, I want everybody to know it is, you you said it today, it's Merry Christmas. It's not Happy Holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Uh, sit down. You know, everybody, please sit down for a moment. Uh, find a church to go to, even if it's a Wednesday night. Find a Christmas service to go to. Take your kids. Expose them to something that is uniquely American, uniquely Texas. And, you know, get get involved in your community somehow. It will reward mm-hmm. you your, and your business better than you could ever imagine. Yeah. We will be singing that concert that we sang at Carnegie Hall at Green Acres Baptist Church, if anybody is interested in... Please go to that, folks. Green Acres is great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have a few good voices in that choir. So that uh, that will be performed three times during the holiday season, so they can check that schedule if they're interested in listening to the music from Carnegie Hall. Terry, thank you. I wish you and your sweet wife, Denise, a very happy Christmas, full of everything. That I hope your Christmas stocking is full of just yours the best as well. rewards. Yours as well, you and yours, and please have a blessed one. I'll see you next week. Okay. We're looking right. forward to it. So, All listeners, right. thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure being with my, hanging out with my friend, Terry. And just talking about the holiday seasons, how we can regroup, reshape to next year, being thankful for the year that we've had, and hoping that next year will be the year that is even better than the year we've had this year. So please, tune in next week, and we will be talking with another fabulous guest. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.